Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services, based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a six foot three sophomore from Sarah Land, Alabama, parade first team All-American, rivals five-star recruit. He is a fantastic sure. insurance agent and a great American. Ladies and gentlemen, please stand and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? I'm great, Scott. How are you today? Best I've ever been. I'm live on Instagram, exactly where I should be. I'm thinking about talking to the CEO of Instagram and seeing if they can just put me on there like Big Brother 24-7 and just let me talk. probably do that. I don't know why they wouldn't. Yeah. Guys, I hope you guys are having a great day out in the Instagram world. We're here for a call-in show. We're going to answer your questions, comments, yep. anything that you've got that you'd like to discuss, whether it's my, what's the zodiac signs and stuff? The signs, you know, like I don't know. Aquarius and I'm a Capricorn. Yeah. What are you? I think uh, a Cancer maybe. I'm born in September. Somebody that's listening to this, send me a DM on Instagram and tell me what I am. I, I was born in September. Yeah, I don't know. Your astrological sign, Bradley. Um, you need to know that because it tells a lot about who you are as a human yeah. being. So you guys, obviously, you're listening to this on the podcast after the fact, but some of you are watching on Instagram right now. We did one of these call-in shows about a year ago. Yes. It went over very well. It was a lot of fun for us. We've got uh, some folks already lined up that had some questions. Uh, basically, what I did the last few weeks, people that had questions on Instagram, I just said, hey, hold that for a week, right. and you can ask that on the air. Beautiful. Everybody's kind of sitting around waiting, I guess. We do have our first caller on the line. Um, if you'd like to go and take him, unless you have anything else to say. No, I don't. Hey, um, caller number one, who am I speaking with? What's going on? This is Dylan uh, Pollard from Huntsville, Alabama. Dylan Pollard from Huntsville, Alabama. Hey, brother, how you doing, man? I'm great, sir. How are you? Doing fine. Thank you for calling today, and thank you for being in my hometown. My cell phone number is 256-293-2776. I just put that on Instagram. Don't give a oh shit. My, no, you put that on the podcast. Oh, I don't care about that either. <laughs> oh, my hey, gosh. Dylan, do me a favor. Call me next week, and let's go to lunch, man. I'd love to, brother. Okay, Hunts, yeah. Hunts, Hunts Vegas is what we call it, right? That's it. Hunts Vegas, baby, all day long. What's your question today, Dylan? My question is, um, I'm, I'm, doing a, I'm doing a podcast myself, starting uh-huh. one um, based on my book. I've got the book outline and everything. It's called The Pollard Peace. The P's stand for Passion, Purpose, and Platform. Love it. Essentially, I'll, I'll sum it up real quick, and then I want to ask you guys a, the follow-up question. Passion is what fuels you, what drives you. Your purpose is why you're here on earth. What 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 are you designed to do, created to do? Your platform is how you get your purpose across and your message across. Right. Whether it's sales, whether it's mind sales and basketball. Right. Um, so wanted to ask you guys both that question, Bradley and um, yourself. What is your passion? What is your purpose? And what is your platform? Did you say you've written a book called The Pollard Peas? Yeah, in the uh, process of writing a book, uh, okay. Triple P, The got Pollard Peas. Got you, got you, got you. So I... Um, I am, uh, people ask me all the time, what motivates me? I am motivated by the game of business. I enjoy playing the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, at just like a basketball player would enjoy playing the game of basketball. Um, right. I would say maybe that's probably my passion. Right. Um, I like, you know, I'm in the process of starting two other businesses right now. Nobody really knows about. I like the, the grind, the fight, you know, my purpose, um, I will say, I will go with our agency's purpose. So our, our agency, Portal Insurance, we, ha- we don't have a mission statement. We have a purpose. 
and our purpose oh, nice. is to empower and impact people through insurance. Mm. Um, nice. And I guess the platform would be insurance, sure. um, the insurance industry. And so what that means, and I know that sounds hokey, but what that means is let's say we have someone in our office and we save them $1,000. That may empower them to finally afford dance lessons for their daughter or mm-hmm. go on that vacation they always want or go on that fishing trip or whatever or just make, a, right. make them more comfortable. Or if they're paying $1,000 more to go with us, but it makes it helps them sleep better and that empowers them and impacts them. So that's, yeah. kind, of, that's kind of mine, okay. Scott. Yeah, for me, for me, Dylan, this is real easy, and uh, I appreciate you asking the question. I will say that when you ask the three Ps, passion, purpose, and platform, it took me just a second because I have the brain of about a, I don't know, three-year-old squirrel to kind of, kind of <laughs> uh, like, like process what you were, you know, asking. But, sure. um, you know, these three answers for me are very simple. The first one is passion. And I would say I'm passionate about my family and friends and the people that I work with on a day-to-day basis, my team members, because they're, they're, I consider them friends as well, and I spend a lot of time with them, talk to them a lot. Uh, so, so I would, and I, and I, I don't have any real hobbies. You know, people ask me from time to time, not Podcasting? very not very often, but they ask me, <laughs> you know, what hobbies do you have? Well, I don't really have any hobbies. I work around the house. We've got uh, 29 acres of land on the little tiny, tiny house that we own. And I work out there a lot and do a lot in the yard and out in the woods. And we're clearing that property right now. But I spend a lot of time with my family. I spend a lot of time with my wife. I'm very passionate about that. the, the, The way I deem what somebody's passionate about is when I start talking about those things, I, I start getting emotional about those things. Excited, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right, right, emotional. Absolutely. I, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and excited, yeah. So uh, definitely passion would be would be those things. Uh, purpose, I, I do believe that I was put on this earth to be in the insurance industry and be a part of it. Uh, mm-hmm. The reason I feel that way is I had a number of different jobs after I got out of the Marine Corps in different types of fields and I, you can probably relate to this, Dylan, but I never felt like I belonged. I, well, when I say that, like I could tell, like I was always like, man, if I get a chance, I'm getting the hell out of this shit. I hate this. Mm-hmm. And I one, feel the exact same way about insurance. About yeah, like like the insurance was what I was meant. Yeah, to right, do. right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And it was like once I good. once I got into insurance, it was like okay. I, I yeah. get this. I'm good at it. I enjoy it. I like it. I love meeting new people. And then I guess my my other thing I would say about purpose now that I've done it for well over a year and a half, two years, is I'm not so sure podcasting wasn't my purpose. I love doing it. I feel like I'm pretty yeah. good at it. Yeah. Enjoy meeting new people and those kinds of things. And then obviously platform uh, for the podcast. You know, podcasting for me is probably my biggest pa- platform that I have. Yeah. And then, as I said on a podcast this morning that has not come out yet, you know, I have two missions. The mission of this podcast, which I talk about every week, is just helping insurance agents in any way we can. But then uh, social media being a platform to locally in the Huntsville area, when people see me for the first time or they see me from a distance, I want them to say, I don't know who that guy is, but I've seen him on social media and he's the, he's the insurance guy. Mm -hmm. And so I use social media as a platform to become that. 
and then obviously the podcast as well. So mm-hmm. those and would he's be making my insurance great again. That's right. That's um, right. Dylan, Dylan, <laughs> I got. A, I know a guy that would write a really, really, really good forward for your book. That'd his be amazing. His name's Scott Howell. <laughs> well, no, it probably, would be it would be the most it would be it would be electric. It would be eight pages that would motivate people more than anything in the world. It, it would be electric. But but Dylan, I'm sure. Better you hope got, there's not any brick walls around that they like when they read that because they'll want to run through them. Dylan Dylan's probably, Dylan's probably got somebody like Mike Shashevsky doing his forward or somebody, and he, you're throwing my name it's out like my there. Buddy, my buddy Brandon May got uh, Dabo Sweeney to, to yeah. write the forward to right. his book. Right. Well, I want John Maxwell to write my forward, actually, there and so go. I'm working on that. That's um, awesome. I, I, uh, hey, I know but, Maxwell's agent if you want if you want an introduction. Yeah, I've, I've actually met him myself, but I'd love a formal reintroduction, and I have a signed book by him. Um, but anyways – Guys, I want to cut it short um, because I want you all to continue to interview people and, and sure. ask you know them to ask you questions and them interview you. But I would just like to share mine real fast in 30 seconds. Sure. My passion is people. Um, my passion is the process, like you were talking about, Bradley. Enjoying the process, trusting the process. Gary Vaynerchuk talks about that um, with just you know eating and just enjoying the process of getting to the Jets, not the actual you know per- buying the franchise. My purpose is to end uh, discrimination in the whole entire world Love it. Um, through courage, equip, and affirm. And so that's that's my purpose. Mm-hmm. My platform is basketball and, and sales. Sales is where I network. Basketball is where I do my ministry. So, uh, man, much love to you guys. Um, those who are listening, Pollard underscore properties for the Instagram. Give me some feedback on what you think I'm doing. I'm about to post. Um, I just got my logos in today for the official shirts and everything. So I'll post that in a little bit. But guys, thank you so much for your time. Um, it's an honor to be on the show. Bradley, I love what you're doing. And and you guys together make a make a dynamic duo. Man, I appreciate it. Call me next week and let's go to lunch. I'd love to. All right. See you, Dylan. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. All right. Bye-bye. Yes, sir. Thank you all. Bye-bye. All right, guys. Next caller up to bat. Next caller. Who am I speaking with? This is Scott Howell with the Insurance Guys Podcast. Scott Bradley. It's Landry Fields over here in the area that of Christian Moore's, our mutual friends area of the world and neck of the woods. Lexington, Kentucky, huh? Landry Fields, brother, we love you. Thank you for coming on the show today, man. How's everything going up there? It's going great. Just want to give you guys a quick shout. Appreciate all you all have been doing. Uh, Bradley may remember, maybe not, but I started my scratch agency earlier part of last year, shortly after he did. I remember, yeah. A huge blessing for you all, from you all, as far as uh, being able to kind of tap into different resources. And there's not like there's a handbook, you know, to like uh, opening yeah. your own agency out there. So we, we are the handbook. That's right. We have the most electrifying <laughs> podcast in the history of the insurance industry, and we like to think of ourselves as the handbook for guys, guys and girls who are just starting out, going out in the independent world to give yeah. people a platform and give them resources. To yep. call on and be able to be like, man, I don't understand this shit. Help me and, out. And one thing we need to do a better job of, and we're doing that during this sec- session tomorrow, is you know doing a show with just us talking about what both of us are going through. Absolutely. And I think that's that's some some somewhat just as valuable as anything. You I'll know? tell you what. I'll tell you this. And Land- Landry, I'm gonna let you get back on in just a second. But people crave that. I get yeah. I get so many people reach out to me and go, hey man, you ought to, you and Bradley need to just do more podcasts together. Well, it's hard because you know there's so many great people in this industry. We try to book them up, and then what what y'all don't know is is you know we stack these up, um, we stack them up, you know, four or five in a day. So yep. we've done twelve in a day. Yep. Before. Yep. Actually, if we did, do we do fifteen in a day one time? Uh, I think we did. 
13, 15, maybe? maybe we had 15 scheduled, but some can't. But what happens is something goes wrong every single time, sure. including today. And we have to, we, I, ha, I have to like, like move stuff around. Like today, uh, we, somebody messaged me and yep. was like, Hey, aren't we supposed to be on right now? And right. I looked and we're like gone way over and we're supposed to be 30 minutes into the other. So we have to do a lot of moving around. So what happens, we've had podcasts scheduled the last two sessions for us to do a one-on-one podcast and talk about that. And those are the ones we have to scrap right. to make room. So that's right. that's right. But anyway, what's your question, Landry? Uh, so, I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there uh, as far as technology goes. And, you know, I know sales, I know people and all that kind of stuff. Customer service is forefront of my mind from industries I've been in prior. But um, as far as technology goes, I was talking to Sydney a little bit yesterday after her yep. podcast. So as far as be atomic, I'm excited about that. But what's one of the things as far as, the do's, don'ts, something you wish you would have known about or hadn't done or implemented, you know, in this process now kind of a year in that, uh, you know, people like me might be able to kind of watch out for. Well, let me say this. So, you know, what what are the, the technology things that are just a must have right now versus a, a, a want, really? And, and so my answer to that question, I'm in a very unique position. I just turned 48 years old. I've seen the old old guard of agents who, you know, put ads in the phone book and just worked hard and called the phone book and, you know, was that type of agency, the older, you know, more established agencies. And then I see the guys like Bradley that are util- utilizing technology stacks uh, on their agency management system and they're utilizing Facebook ads and Instagram and all these other things. And I will say this, okay, and Bradley will probably disagree with that, and that's fine, but I, I, I look at it needs, needs. I agree with that. Versus wants. I agree with that. So yeah. there's there's a lot of things I want, you know, to have in my agency, but you got to weigh that against the needs. Yeah. And I'm going to tell yeah. you something. Heard this yesterday from a guy. He said, uh, we were talking about one of these latest, greatest agency management systems that's coming out, and he said... I don't, you know, you can have the latest, greatest management system you want. Somebody's got to get their ass out there and go sell some insurance. And I don't care what kind of damn agency management, CRM, all this other crazy shit. Somebody's got to either get on the phone, get on a, a video yep. chat, whatever, and sell insurance. And at the bot, and, and to me, I never lose sight of that. Yeah, I never lose sight of that. But uh, Bradley, did you collect your thoughts? Yeah, I did. You you ask an interesting question. So I am. I have about 5% of the technology that I want to have. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you ask a question in the context of something I'm still going through. Right. And I've had, right. to, and I agree with everything Scott said. I've, I cannot wait till I'm at the point to where we're actually making oh, oh, more money than a show dog yeah, can jump over. More money than a show dog can jump over. Um, everybody in the Northeast just laid back in their chair and said, what did he just say? <laughs> I said something about, actually it was in regards to this. I said, if you guys want to call in and shoot the bull with us, Zach Gould messaged me and said, what does that mean? <laughs> but um, Ryan Hanley tweeted two days ago, and everyone listening to this probably knows what he's going through. Ryan, uh, for those of you that don't know, Ryan was probably, was and is uh, probably the most well-known guy in the insurance industry from a personality standpoint. Right. A lot of people know him. If they don't, they know his name. If they don't know that, they probably read one of his blog posts. He's opening an independent agency. Um, one of the things he tweeted the other day was keep your technology stack simple, I think is what it was. That may not be that verbatim, but so I would, I would find, here's a, here's the thing. I would find a management system that is not that expensive. 
a now certs, somebody like that. Right. Don't go out there and spend six to eight to eighteen hundred dollars a month on a management system. Not at least not in the beginning. Maybe not even go with one. Right. As a matter of fact, when I was about to open, I asked Ryan Hanley of all people. I said, "Hey, what yeah. management system would you go with if you were going independent?" He said, "I would either not use one or I would go with now certs." Now, I think the opportunity cost of not having the carrier downloads outweighs the 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 management I think I think you need the management system for that. Mm-hmm. You're losing some opportunity by not having that, right? So, I would have a management system I would have a program for uh, tracking my expenses. I would have um, some sort of CRM that does text messaging and emails. That could be Ring Central. It could be your phone. It could be something like Agency Elephant, which is what we use. And I wouldn't do anything beyond that. You know, uh, yeah. the biggest mistake that I've made, I don't know that I've made a technology mistake because I'm so obsessed with not getting that wrong. Because you, you I mean you purchased the wrong piece of technology, it could put you under. Yeah, um, I've the biggest mistakes I've made since starting. A management systems are garbage in, garbage out. If I put garbage in when I go to pull it out, guess what I'm going to get, Landry? Garbage. garbage, garbage. So we and just to give one example, the first six months we were open, we did not accurately enter X dates into our management system. Mm-hmm. And therefore now, guess what we can't do? We can't pull X dates. So we are now doing that correctly. Right. So that would be probably my mistake that I made in terms of technology. Another really, really good program that we implemented in our, in our agency was lob.com. You have to know a little bit about APIs, but mm-hmm. what lob.com allows us to do is send our As an independent, I don't think you should – let's say you have a policy that cancels. I don't think you should rely on the carrier to send a cancellation letter. Mm -hmm. I think that could lead to some E&O stuff. Way more than texting your clients or calling your clients and telling them they're late on your bill, relying on – which is what everybody likes to talk about on Facebook, relying on the carrier to send that cancellation letter, especially when you're dealing with E&S business and agency build stuff. So what we've done through LOB, one of the things we've done with the help of Nick Berry with Rocket Referrals is we we basically put together a templated cancellation letter. So what happens is through the API of LOB and NowCerts, uh, if a policy cancels, my VA goes in, clicks a button, and it mails a cancellation letter to that client. It costs me sixty-five cents, so it literally costs the exact same thing as us sending it in house, and it keeps us from having to do it. We also send all of our checks out that way. So that's been one cool little thing that's really made my life a lot easier. Um, I wish we would have implemented it in the beginning. Uh, we're in the process of building out an API that's going to mail clients portal insurance ID cards. Mm-hmm. So instead of having progressives ID cards, they have my ID cards. Hey, hey, sorry, sorry for the ramble. I felt like I was really rambling, but you hope were. that helps. You were. Landry. Yeah. Landry. How long how long how long have you been open? Uh, May first. May the first of nineteen. Of nineteen. May the first. And before uh, I'll be honest, I'm also a scratch agent at the same time. Okay. Scratch agent. So is that to say were you a producer with another agency prior to that? No, the whole thing's scratch. Everything's scratch. Okay, good. 
All so right. I'm learning the business as I'm opening it, right. which has been uh, awesome and terrifying at the same time. So, so here are some just very, very, very basic things. Bradley kind of got off over in the weeds a little bit. Maybe you understood a lot of what he was talking about. Maybe you didn't. Things, yeah. things I would do relative to being a very young scratch agent, and these are so simple. And here, here's the kicker: they're free. I love free. Uh, I, I would make the weeds, sure I, I would make sure I had a jam up Google business page. Yeah. Yeah. I would, yeah. Make, I would spend a little bit of money. No, don't go out and spend $10,000 cause you don't have it to spend. I would try to have a website of some kind, even if I had to hire a, a developer out of India and to do it for 1500 bucks. And a lot no. of people are going to disagree with this, but if you had to scrap something, I would scrap the website. Yeah. We just, we've been open since March. We just put our website up. I would have Google business page. I would have Facebook business page. I would have TikTok business page. I would have Instagram business page. Now, just because you create the page, guess what else you got to do? Put shit on them, right? <laughs> I would, if I could afford it, I'd get a website and we might can help you with that. And that depends on where you are too. I right. mean, if, if you're in an area where websites, people go to you know, where I'm at, people don't go to my website and request right. a quote. I would have a, I would have right. a cheap, remember that word cheap, uh, CRM system. And I think your best bet right now for that, and I'm not getting paid a dime to say this and Bradley's already said it, but write down the word now certs. That's probably going to be your best bet. It's a great system. Does everything you need it to do. You're not. You don't need damn AMS 360s accounting function yet. Or, yeah. I would have. I would have. Uh, there goes that sponsorship. Yeah. I would have QuickBooks right for my my accounting. Of course, mm-hmm. you. I assume you understand that you've got to have a business checking account, operating accounts. <laughs> what you know, all yeah. that. I assume you understand all that. Again, oh, yeah. again, I'm not trying to insult your intelligence. I'm just, no, no. I'm just trying to make sure you understand. Like you gotta, you gotta crawl before you w- walk yeah. and walk before you run. And if you don't have all that stuff already, well, those those are some of the first things you can do. And the majority of all that's free. It doesn't cost yeah. you anything. What else? First day out of out of the game. You know, my first day. I can't remember if I've talked about this or not. But my first day, I was sitting in my office. It's about about eleven thirty. Um, those of you that are on TikTok know the, the 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 viral TikTok video where the guy's like, "This is great, this is really great." I was essentially doing that. I was like, "This is great," and I'm sitting there and I'm drinking my coffee and we're like doing some training. It's our day, our first day, and I'm like, "I don't have a business license." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I had to leave my office and go file for a business license. Right. And they're like, "When's your business opening?" I'm like, "This is definitely not today." Yeah, definitely not today. So you got to have a business license. Gotta you have know, a business license. Um, but but yeah, I agree with everything Scott said, and uh, I think uh, you know operating as lean as you possibly can. Right. You know, like I said, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we want to use that we don't, and I'm mm-hmm. sure you, with your transition coming up, there's going to be a lot of stuff that, or certainly there's going to be a lot of stuff that you want to use that you can't just right. because right. you got to kind of crawl before you walk, you yeah. know. Yeah. And then what you do is you slowly layer that stuff on. That's right. Yeah. Does that help at yeah. all? Yeah, because I mean, it's kind of trying to find the balance of in a technology-driven world, opening a scratch agency. Sometimes a lot of things can be a lot more things can be automated or done without necessarily right. um, having to pay someone to do that, and to balance that between when to hire and you know what and, what's utilized out there. I have some discretionary side of type 
things as far as my funding right now. I've used in a couple technology ways to yeah. kind of see how they work while I can. Yeah. Like and, rocket referrals, et cetera. Yep. And I'll tell you too, man, uh, one thing that, uh, well, by, well, by the way, a while ago, Clint Orr said we were very handsome oh, um, on Instagram. But uh, so I'll tell you too, one thing I would strongly look at. Now you have to make, you have to do an analysis and make sure it makes good business sense for you. Um, mm-hmm. Look at a VA. If mm-hmm. you're going to be a one man shop, yeah. look at hiring a VA to do all the stuff that you don't want to do because that'll free you up. And you know, my biggest expense is payroll. Scott's business biggest expense is payroll. I know that without even looking at his numbers, yeah. uh, everybody listening to this, if you have employees pretty much, that's, that's your it. biggest and employees aren't an expense, but they're an expense on the, on right. the, you know, on your, uh, your P and L it's the way the government makes you do it. Yeah. Uh, so the, it, you know, either you need to rip the bandaid off and hire people or at the same time, the longer you can go right. with a not hiring folks that are in house and B not getting bottled up. Yeah. You know, cause I mean, we at portal, we hit all our goals this year or last year, but the singular reason we did that was because of my people. So you got to kind of find that balance that works for you too. You know, Ryan Hanley's starting without people, you know, so you got to kind of find what works. I think if, right. so I, I'm kind of more the Ryan, Ryan Hanley. Yeah. But, and yeah. there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You know, Th- there's nothing wrong with that, but I will say, and Bradley is a perfect example of this. The more great people you can hire out of the gate, to either to sell for you to help you sell yep. and, and that, that are really good, the faster you're going to grow. Yeah, because as I always say, one can't outsell two, two can't outsell three, three can't yep. outsell four. Assuming they're all good salespeople. Right. Now, if you got three shitty ones that don't ever make a phone call and yep. don't sell anything, yeah, one can outsell three. But yep. um, and figure out what your value add is too, way before you start hiring people. Right. You know, before yeah. before I started hiring people, I knew that our value add was is we knew how to market. So not only could we market for them, but we could teach them how to market. I'm willing to help people open their own agency and work out some kind of deal. So I kind of knew my few value adds before we started hiring people. So figure that out. Here's the thing, Landry. You may can get somebody to work for you commission only that's an absolute rock star because you can offer more to them than their current agency can. Possibly. You know what I mean? If Scott yeah. Howell's just sick and tired of owning a business, you might can get him to come to work for you and go to town. I'll come up there to Lexington and get me yeah. a one-bedroom apartment and go to work. <laughs> yep. Go to work. Um, you know what I mean? So you got to kind of look at those things. But if you're trying the one-man show route, I would absolutely absolutely look at my numbers every single month and see when I can hire a VA. Because I'm telling you, man, my VA sends me a report at the end of every day of everything that she did that day. And I can't tell you how much my stress level goes down every single time I look at it because I'm like, that's 85 things that me or my team didn't have to do. And I want my team selling, so it would be me doing it. You know, Hey, Landry, one thing I will tell you is um, when I was a scratch agent myself, zero premium out of the gate and was on a sales program, when I got up to about two, and I don't know where your premium level is now, but when I got up to $250,000 in premium, I got to a point by myself, no no employees, no help, nobody, just me, just like you are. When I got to about $250,000, I started being anxious because I was handling more billing, service-related stuff than I was right. selling. And so... In my opinion, and I, and I think part of this too depends on what you're selling. At that time, 
I was selling only home and auto insurance. I was not selling commercial because of the program I was in. You know, the, the reason I bring that up is if you dove off a deep end and went scratch, but you weren't going to sell home and auto insurance, personal lines, but you were going to do um, contractors, you know, your pain point might hit at 100000 because they're needing COIs all the time. And you know, you know what I'm saying? Like it, if you get into a commercial niche where a lot of ser- it's service-oriented, then that that pain point where you're right. like, shit, man, I can't even go out and sell because all I'm doing is service work all the time. It might lower. It might get down lower. But I just remember home and auto business at about $250,000 in premium. I was like, man, I'm doing more service work now. I'm selling. So I'm starting to kind of on the beginnings of that. Yeah. From what you're talking about, what you're saying there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, I appreciate your time. No appreciate problem. The call. Beautiful brother. We love you. Take care, Landry. All right. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Next caller. Is this, Scott Howell. Is this Leo or Liam? Leo. 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 Hey, this is Scott Howell, host of the Insurance Guys podcast, and you are on the show right now. How are you, sir? I am doing well. How are you, gentlemen? I'm doing the best. Thank you so much. Leo, tell us what your question is today. So I, um, I had kind of a two-part question here. I'm a uh, um, captive agent in the state of Michigan, southeast Michigan, with, um, am I allowed to say my carrier? Sure, or no? absolutely. Hey, we yeah. love all carriers. Okay. Um, so I'm with Farm Bureau Insurance uh, um, uh, here in southeast Michigan, about 45 minutes north of Detroit. Gotcha. And uh, we're seeing a lot of stuff going on with auto reform currently. Yeah. But with the... With the insurance industry moving heavily towards a virtual or online model, how do you guys set yourselves apart and what added values are you selling to your clients in order to win business over the convenience of the internet? So your question was, again, that was a pretty detailed question. Say it one more time for me. I want to make sure I understand it. That's a great question. Bradley, you want me to take it or you want to? Uh, go ahead. Sure. Well, you know, I think first and foremost, we're probably going to have very different answers on this. But that's okay. I, I don't know. Uh, virtual and online sales, I've, I've, I've always had a hard time with people buying insurance online. We, we want to meet clients where they want to want to be met at, obviously. And over the course of the next 10 years, I would be an idiot if I didn't think people were going to, you know, especially personal lines and and, and small, very small commercial mm-hmm. accounts weren't going to be purchased more and more online. So what we're doing in my agency, and Bradley and I have probably not shared this, but we both just finished revamping our websites to yep. allow people that when they find out about us, that if they choose to, they can go to our websites and they can purchase insurance through us, but, but they do it in an online platform. So what he and I are trying to do is really uh, make sure that we're able to meet the needs of 100% of the marketplace. Let me explain mm-hmm. that to you. Somebody wants to buy online, they don't want to talk to anybody, great, let's do that. If they want to get a quote over the phone, they can call and do that. If they want to come to the office, sit down with somebody, talk about what they want and their coverages, we want to be able to give them that. So it's important for all insurance agents over the next 10 years to be able to meet all the needs of the people that are out there and, 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 and let them buy the way they want to buy. Yeah. Bradley, would you yep. agree? That's, that's part of our mantra is let them yep. buy the way they want to buy. I, actually, I said that in my announcement video when I announced portal is let them buy the way they want to buy and do business the way they want to do business. I think Leo, obviously 
to, to steal a Scott Howell statement, why can't both be true? Sure. So don't take what I'm saying here as the gospel. This is just kind of my answer to the question, uh, because I think the the insurance agent who wants the client to come in the office for a 45-minute policy review just to buy an HO3 is always going to be there. They're never going to go away. <laughs> right. But here's the thing. Yep. They're, and I'm very familiar with Farm Bureau. Um, here's the thing. That model client is not Farm Bureau's model client, but the, the old school agent who likes to do business the old school way, their model client and their target their client pool to target is going to get smaller and smaller and smaller yep. and smaller. And what's going to happen is they're going to not say in there. And that doesn't mean they're going to write less business, but what it means is they're going to write less ideal clients and write some people that aren't ideal clients. Mm-hmm. And what that's going to lead to is a customer experience friction mm-hmm. is that's, that's what's going to happen. But I think what you need to do is try not to, criminalize the online and the technology. Right. You know, your question was, you know, how do you compete? How do you uh, separate yourself from the technology? The first thing you do, the very first thing you do is you recognize that the technology is there to help you, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. hurt you. And for every single insure tech, Lemonade, mm-hmm. Hippo, whoever it is that's trying to put agents out of the business, there are multiple technologies that are trying to enhance the agent experience when it pertains to the client. So I think what you need to do is you need to find what technologies help your customer experience and you need to implement those technologies. People are going to go with the most convenient at scale. Obviously, you're going to have some people that are going to go with the cheapest, even if it's super inconvenient. You're going to have some people that go with um, the the agent that wants to get all wet signatures, and you got to come sit in his office and look at pictures of his kids. But at scale, and his favorite at, football team at <laughs> at scale, people are going to gravitate towards what is most convenient for them. True. So what you have to do, I think. And I could be wrong. I could also change my mind about this tomorrow. But I think what you do is do whatever you can to make it as convenient as possible for people to do business with you. And if you work for a company, you need, like you do, you need to encourage that company to do business as convenient as possible. Get in their ear. Integrate that technology. Yes. Get in your district manager's ear. Get in your, you know, like I said, I I worked for a company that is essentially the Alabama version of Farm Bureau. I was always in the district manager's ear. I was always at the corporate level in their ear. I got to know the marketing department. And every time I talked to one of those people, I had a new technology or a new thing that we could implement to make it as easy as possible to do business. Yeah. So I think that's what you have to do. Let me help you out just a little bit. This goes out to the leadership management team at Farm Bureau Insurance. Scott Howell and Mike Stromso say it best. Make it easy for people to give you money. Yeah. Right. right? I mean, I can't dumb it down any damn dumber down than that right there. So what does that mean exactly to the management team at Farm Bureau? Well, I can tell you exactly what it means. Implementing things like DocuSign, uh, giving your agents the opportunity to train up and start doing, and here's one that's going to blow their mind because I guarantee you they've never even thought about this, but online email video proposals, things like that. Yeah. You know, how you differentiate yourself from other agents, that was one of the questions you had that Bradley just spent some time on. I'm going to dumb it down even further than that. 
How about answering your damn phone when people call yeah. you? How about not mm-hmm. running from problems when they crop up? Yep. How about how about giving people multiple ways to get in touch with you if they need you or your agency? Yep. How about making sure that you're all over the internet so that when somebody does want to quote, they can find you? Yep. All of those things are ways that you that you differentiate yep. yourself. And then throughout the year, Leo, what you want to do is you want to touch your clients ten at a minimum seven times, but probably more like ten times a year yep. if you can. And that is something that my agency has failed at miserably and that we need to do a better job of. Yeah, and and, and I think in, in a situation like work, like when you're working for someone else, like, like you are doing, do you have a CSR? Do you have people that help you? Uh, we have three CSRs, three CSRs. in the office okay. and an office manager. What you need to do, and I was in a situation like this where – I was so busy writing the business that I that I as much yep. business as I could oh, I remember. that I, I couldn't was, I implement the customer experience yep. technologies and things that make it easy as possible, right? Even if you and wanted to, even if I wanted to. So what I would even dare to say, let's say you are absolutely in love with your company, you're never going to leave, you're going to work there forever, but you know that these things need to happen. Maybe take a step back and not write quite as much business, but really focus in on your ideal client and the customer experience for that client. Right. That's something that I wish I would have done instead of trying to write the most business of anybody. Like let's take a step back and make this manageable for us. That way we're not just so freaking stressed out. I'm, I'm less stressed now than I ever was. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah. I think that even looking at it from that angle too, as far as like how to do it, you know, Leo, if you're wondering what Bradley's talking about, Here's one idea that I have that I try to do every month, and I don't do as good a job of it as I should. I used to do a very good job of it. But one thing you could do is I know for a fact there's probably somewhere, some way that you can download an Excel spreadsheet with your client's name and birthday and phone number on there. Most companies have that ability to do that. I'm not talking about all their policies and expiration. Just name Name, birthday, phone number. Take that, manipulate that in an Excel spreadsheet. Put phone number first. Excuse me, I'm wrong. Put birthday first, so 010120, all the way through the month of January. Then put first name, last name, and then last put their phone number. Okay? And then take some time, about 10 minutes a day, and just call each one of those clients that you have and give them a 30-second phone call where you say, Hey, Steve, this is Leo over at Farm Bureau. I don't need anything from you today. I just wanted to call and tell you I was thinking about you, and I wanted to say happy birthday to you. Do you, have, do you have any idea in your freaking mind what that does for your retention ratio? Yep. I can tell you what I just did. I, uh, as Scott Howell would say, I wrote that shit down. You damn right you did. <laughs> now, that's, that, you know what that's called, don't you? That's called building relationships. And I don't I give that. a shit yeah. how much technology we have. At the end of the day, this is relationships. And people do people do, people do business with people they like, assuming all things are equal. And if you can reach out to people like that and sincerely wish them a happy birthday or, or they've got a claim and, and they call it in and, and you, you have your CSR download the claims for that week and you call Miss Jones and you say, Miss Jones, this is Leo over, over at Farm Bureau. I, I, I saw where you had a claim Monday and I didn't get a chance to talk to you. Are you okay? Is everything yep. all right? That means a lot to people, yep. Leo. Yep, and that's what I that's what I meant by scaling back. You can do those kind of things, right? If you're if you're writing a hundred pieces of business a month, you you don't have any time to do that. That's right. You know, 
And if you do do it, you're not going to do it right, and it's going to have the opposite effect. So you got any other questions for us, for us Leo, before you let us go, or before um, we let you go? I, I, I do have one more. Can we kind of pivot towards some life insurance here? Throw, throw it, it out. Brother, throw it. it out, brother. Okay, so being a captive agent of Farm Bureau, um, we have uh, uh, heavy requirements for um, life insurance. Um, outside of the typical um, setting the, the household reviews with the clients, what are other ways that you guys have been able to drum up um, life insurance leads or referrals? Every single time you do a closing for a home purchase, mm-hmm. throw in that life, not throw it in, but but give them give that person a quote unquote mortgage protection quote. State if they're, if they're right buying there. a $50,000 or $150,000 house, quote them a $150,000 uh, life insurance policy, right? And what you're going to tell them is you're going to tell them, look, you have to buy this homeowner's insurance policy. You have to buy this because the mortgage company wants to protect that house if it were to burn down, right? Why don't they don't require you to buy a life insurance policy to protect the mortgage? Did you know there is a greater chance of you dying and losing that house, of a breadwinner dying and losing that house than there is a fire? And that's true. I don't know what the exact stat is, but that's true. There's a greater chance of Scott dying and his wife losing the house than his house burning down tonight. But yet they require you to buy fire insurance. Why don't they require you to buy life insurance? Oh, it's because if you die, they get the house. Yep. That's what you tell them. And you're going to sell 40% if you do that. The other thing that I would do is I would position myself on LinkedIn as an expert at buy-sell agreement life insurance policies. There is no easier life insurance sale in the world than a buy-sell agreement. In other words, I'll admit to you that that was that was intimidating to me. Buy sells were intimidating to me um, until um, I had some assistance writing yep. one in 2019. There's and some complexity, now, but but yeah. it's but it, once you get in front of them, it's easy. And I mm-hmm. would position myself on LinkedIn as the buy sell expert. I would go. I would find people who own businesses with a partner, and I would friend them on LinkedIn. Do not send them a DM. But I would friend them on LinkedIn, engage with their content. Eventually, they're going to look at your profile, and eventually, you've built enough of enough equity in that relationship to reach out. Those would be the two tips I would tell you. Scott, I like that. I can't touch that. Sorry, <laughs> I don't sell insight. life insurance. Yeah, by the I way, yeah. yeah, but well, you sold if you're a looking bunch of, for hey, a side I, gig and you want to move to Michigan, let me know. Leo, <laughs> Leo, let me say this. Let me say this. Okay. You mentioned not being comfortable selling the, the, the life policy for a buy-sell agreement. Let me tell you how to get over that. It's like any other fear that you have, and I know you said that you feel better about it because you wrote one and had somebody help you with it. it. What I would do if I were you is I would I would run into that burning building and not out of it. And what I mean by that is even if I had to go to a business and say, look, I just want to practice on this, but I would, I would practice – and if you got buddies that own businesses or something like that, but the more you practice doing it, it's like everything else. You're going to get really good at it the more you do of it. And by about number 10 or 11, you'll be like, yeah, I got this. I know how to do this backwards and forwards. Mm-hmm. So Perfect. That's, that's just the way that goes. But man, I appreciate your call today. Hey, if we can ever do anything for you, reach out and thank you so much for listening to the show, man. We love you. No problem. Thank you guys for, uh, for keeping up on it and, and the content that you guys put out. I, uh, I listen to every episode and, uh, if you ask my wife, wherever we're driving, we've got, uh, <laughs> We've got the insurance guys on and uh, we love it. It's great information. And 
you guys are um, very unique in what you do. So keep well, it up. Hey, tell those boys at Farm Bureau if they ever need some help on how to assist their agencies to give us a call. We'll run some ideas by them. I will do that. All right, man. See you. You guys have a good day. Thanks. Bye bye. Guys, I pre- we appreciate you being a part of the call in show today. We really do. Thank you so much. As I always like to say, Go out today, make money for your family, for your kids, for your parents that are struggling out there. Don't do it for yourself. Figure out what your why is. Like my friend Bill Butler always says, figure out what your why is. Go out there and make it happen for them. Make money for them and help them out and uh, write good business for the agencies that you represent and write good business for the companies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you. Thanks, buddy. Thanks to all the callers. Really appreciate oh, it. Oh, man, means a lot. It's, a lot of craziness going on in this episode. <laughs> uh, it's just there's we don't have a real easy way to do this, which is why we don't do a lot, but we really right. like doing it. Absolutely. So That sounds great. Guys, right. we will see you back here real soon. We love you. We look forward to spending more time with you next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of the Insurance Guys. Take care.